Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, Coach. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so excited you decided to join. Before we jump in, I'd like to do a couple things. First of all, listen to our other podcasts. Go over and check out High School Hoops, 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast, the Funnel Down Defense Podcast. You will not be disappointed, trust me. And go leave a five-star review. We love those. Also, before we jump in, um, I want to make sure I give a shout-out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market, bar none. They are awesome. They rock the world. Um, mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you five. They'll give you five. They'll give you four hundred dollars off. Four hundred dollars off. Um, just mentioned uh, Coach Unplugged or Coach Collins, and they'll take really good care of you. Also, go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. You know, it's something I started because it was something I wanted as a as a coach. Um, it's got everything. Um, helps pay the bills for all these free things that I put out into the world. But it's got everything that I would have wanted as a young coach. You know, from someone that's um, a high school, it's still a high school coach and has won at every level and won the state championships and been nationally ranked and all those things. Um, it was something that I thought other coaches could use. Um, and that's why we're the only ones that offer the 14 day free trial, because we want you to go kick the tires around. We want you to see the roadmap that we have set up for you to become a better basketball coach. There's nothing else like it on the world. And, uh, you know, You'll get, you get me, you get one-on-one calls and office hours and all those things with me. So go over and check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed and let's head off to the podcast. So coach, let's talk about building a program. Your commitment statement and something you're, you, what you sent me is unbelievable. It's like, you put a lot of time into this. What are you getting your master's in? You told me you're going to work in on your master's. What are you getting your master's in? It's in, um, it's sport management and it's okay. got a, an administrative, and a coaching quality to it so okay. yeah so this is this is you can use start using this for your masters right <laughs> so, so go through and go through and explain some of the stuff that you did and you know how you kind of built those programs and and i'll chime in here and um talk about a couple of things i've done 
Do you want me to share my screen or do you want me sure, to Sure, you can share. It's up to you. It's okay. up to you. Yeah, I, I think it would be great for people that, you know, I can put this down in the show notes too, but it's better than I, when I can see it, it's a little bit easier. Can you still share? Yeah. Yeah, yeah let me find it. Um, it just makes it easier because then I, what I, if I see what you see, then I can, um, right. Then I can jump in and. Okay. So this has my, my logo from when I was in high school. I, okay. I, I worked on all of this over the course. Uh, and I submitted this as I was going into, as I was applying for my job here. And I just think it's a, a good document to have, you know, and again, nothing's original with me I, I don't want anybody to ever think that i'm taking credit for something coaches but, are great you know, thieves yeah. let me tell you they really are yeah but that's but that's but I mean, not yeah not everybody admits it and <laughs> and i'll be the first to admit it uh I, so i think i have my players do a commitment statement and so i have my my uh coaches do it as well and i think if you say, this is what I commit to being. Um, I think that's a little bit different than maybe than a goal is something in the future. A commitment is something that you can hold me to every day. And so I tell my players and my parents, this is what I commit. This is the kind of coach I commit to being. Then I have the players tell me, that, you know, whatever they've got to come up with, the kind of player that they're going to commit to being that way. I'm holding them accountable to what they committed to. It's not something that I created. It's something that they came up with. And I say, if you do this, you're telling me this is, this is the standard you want me to hold you to. And so we usually do this on a team retreat uh, away from school. And I've done that at the high school level and at the college level where we just get away as a team. And it's so important for me to do these things that you know, I save money throughout the year to be able to do a team retreat, even if it's not overnight, even if it's just away for one day at a lake house or something. I think it's important to do no, that. No, and I think it's important. I, I love that you, that it's a commitment, not a goal, because you're right. right. I think sometimes those goals are too lofty or they're not like, yeah. Commitment is something I can I can commit to, to making my bet. I can commit to getting up early and going right. and exercising, those kind of – yeah. You're exactly right, and – you know, if you've ever read or heard of the book, Burn Your Goals, you know, or Atomic Habits or any of these books. Atomic Habits is awesome. Like, if you want to start exercising or doing something, like, you, you got to have a success or you're not going to do it. Like, right. yeah. And so, it, you know, it really talks about how you get away from that, that goal thing because, like a lot of people, they'll say, my goal is to lose 30 pounds, and then they lose it. And, so, you know, the majority of people don't keep it off. Right because they they met their goal and then it's and it's like now what right. and then the, and atomic habits talks about just changing your your ideology to this is the type of person that a, that I want to be I want to be a healthy person and a healthy person would lose 30 pounds and a healthy person would also keep it off this is these are the habits of a healthy person and so that's that's I know it's a rabbit trail, but that's why I got away from goals and started going to commitments. Um, so um, I did shape. Uh, uh, others can count on me to exude an unwavering spirit. Uh, that's the S in shape that inspires others. I can be counted on to communicate in a way that honors others. Um, that's something that I struggle with as a young coach. 
we all coached the way that we were coached and I was coached, you know, near Bobby Knight territory as a young kid. And so (laughs) I had a lot of people who thought that, that coaching was yelling and there is a place for that, but yelling is way more effective when it's rare than when it's, than when it's the rule. And so. Amen. 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 If you communicate with honor, you know, your, your players really appreciate that. Um, I I can be counted on to demonstrate and expect uncommon hustle. And so hustle for me is not going to be diving for a loose ball. It means, you know, I'm never late. It means that I'm moving quickly. It means that I'm organized. All those kind of things go into hustle. Um, I will approach all facets of the program in a manner consistent with my value. All who are involved in the program can count on me to exemplify precision in how I plan and how I prepare. And I can be trusted to enhance my ability to teach basketball and life lessons. So when I tell my players that they can hold me to this, you know, we're not perfect. And when when I don't communicate the right way, you know, I've had players who felt they bought into this so much. They've talked to me one-on-one and said, Coach, you said that you wanted to be held to this. And, you know, you embarrassed us during a game. You acted like an idiot. You embarrassed our program or you, you threw stuff at practice and you didn't do what you said you wanted to be held to. And so, you know, I think as a coach, I personally am comfortable with players doing that. Not everybody is comfortable with that, but I, but I am. That doesn't mean that I'm their equal. It doesn't mean that I'm their buddy. But it does mean that they see me as a human. They see me as someone who can be teachable. And if I'm trying to prepare better men, you know, how many husbands are, are, don't communicate the right way or in front of their kids, they want to appear like they're never wrong. And right. if I want them to be the right kind of husbands and fathers, then I think that we are the last bastion of hope for that in America. I think coaches are really the last group that can that can instill that kind of thing in young men it is and i and i i mean i i tell people and i've said this on my podcast for years it's like when i started coaching i used to think it was you know 80 percent x's and o's and 20 percent the other it's basically a flip for me it's 20 yeah. percent x's and o's and it's the 80 percent of relationships these kind of things commitments you know teaching them those things is going to be so it's so much it, i mean that's what i'm missing right now in the whole um quarantine yeah. you know that relationship part is so hard to do via zoom and all that kind of stuff but yeah so you know since you're talking about that we do a team zoom and i bring in an alumnus uh a guy who played in the program that maybe the guys don't know it keeps the alumni tied to us it, it lets them know who laid the path before them um and you know we go through a book together right now we're going through legacy um by james kerr about the all blacks and then the players do one and i'm not a part of that i just told them that they needed to do it so they're checking on each other's grades they're checking on each other's workout habits all that other kind of stuff and they're they're doing a player-led one and so even though i can't do what i want to do as a coach I'm still having a player led program, even right. though we're not together. And um, how many you know, people again, in your, how many kids in your program? 
you know, I run a varsity reserve and a varsity. You so do. We, okay. We have, uh, with coaches and everything on these calls, we usually have 21 to, to 24 people. Okay. So this past one, you know, I just had uh, five kids sign over the past couple of weeks. And so we, we brought in our new recruits and made them part of it. We, we learned about their life and we all talked about each other. And I go through the five H's. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Uh-uh. It's an activity. If they have to tell me about their heritage, a hardship, a highlight, their honey. Um, I forget which one I left out, but I, I change it. And if you think about those five H's, that tells you a lot. You get to know a lot about a person when you hear their heritage. You know, maybe they had, um, like I've had players who have descendants who were slaves or some who were there on D-Day or something like that. Right. You hear about their highlight in their life. You hear about their hardship, what their families go through. You know, I had two players this year who I found out that um, they had been homeless. Right. Their families had been homeless. And when they have that level of vulnerability with each other, where they're able to share some stuff like that, that they may not want everybody else to know, that's what we're doing during this time um, to try not to make excuses for not being together. We're just trying to, to find ways to, you know, build that bond so that if we are able to play a season this year, you know, we're not really behind the eight ball. I want us to be ahead of everybody, not behind everybody. Right. I agree. Um, where do you want me to go from here? So wherever you want, whatever you think would be helpful for someone that's listening. Okay. I'm going to skip to another document if okay. you're okay. Yep. Um, I think this is really good. Frank Alaco coached at De La Salle out in California that, uh, the school that they did that movie about their football team that had only lost, hadn't lost in a couple of years. Yeah. Yep. I, for, I forgot the name of that movie, but he was the basketball coach at that program and, you know, he did a lot of stuff and I've added some stuff here, but I think if we're going to talk about program building, you know, he's where I would start. I got a lot of advice from him early in my career. He played both football and basketball for Notre Dame. And so he played for Era Parsegian and he played for Digger Phelps. And so he had, you know, some of the best coaches that have been around um, and he was there at a great, great era of Notre Dame football and basketball. He was part of the a championship team. He he helped recruit Joe Montana. He was a quarterback with Joe Montana there at, at Notre Dame. And then he was on the basketball team that, that beat uh, UCLA, I believe. So okay. um, that's kind of, kind of the background of him. Uh, but I think number one, communicating uh, to parents and administrators is, is huge in program building what people are not up on, they're down on. And so I think you can avoid so many problems later if you keep parents and administrators informed of everything. And so administrators, you know, it might be a special thing that you're doing. It's giving them your schedule. It's asking them to be a participant in something that you do at halftime or during timeouts. Um, you know, like we always, we did that, uh, we did a silent night game like Taylor University does. Um, What's a silent night game? Is that like quiet until someone scores or something? Right. We would do that, and we would have T-shirts. Uh, we would our our school. Uh, we would have a whiteout where everybody bought the same T-shirt for the game, and the 
the entire gym was white and the coach, uh, I would let the administrators lead all that kind of stuff. And I really made them active participants in what we were doing. Um, and I would bring them in to speak to my guys and just learn about their lives. I would do that five H's activity with the administrators. So that they knew my players in a different setting and my players saw them as people and, and not as a threat. And then parents, you know, I, I have, I can show you in a little bit, but I, I try to have six meetings a year when I was a high school coach and that's a lot. But if you plan them out and you think about, you know, what you need to do during each one of those six meetings, you know, we would have a, a preseason parent meeting and the kids would stand up, they would introduce their parents, and then the kids would leave. And I would talk about my expectations. The players already knew that. And I would, if you were in my program, you had to come to that meeting. And if you couldn't make it to that meeting, you had to meet with me at another time. And if you could never do that, then I wouldn't let your your child play for me. I just thought it was that important. Right. Oh, I do too. That preseason meeting is so important. It's like, yes. And so they would all sign what my expectations were. And so this is going to blow some people how, away. How, 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 before we do that, how complicated were your expectations? Was it a sheet of paper? Was it like, mine are like um, 10 bullet points. Do this, do this, do this. Yeah, I can, I can give that to you for your show notes. I don't okay. have that. Yeah. Okay. Up right now, but yeah, it was that. And it, it included, what I planned on doing for, um, you know, away tournaments, what hotels I planned on staying at, who my chaperones were going to be. I just had everything planned out so that they weren't surprised. And, you know, nobody likes to be surprised. You know, everybody is hurting for rides and stuff like that with a lot of kids that don't drive. So if we put ourselves in the parent's spot, we can eliminate a lot of the problems. Um, right. Uh, like you said, it's not X's and O's, it's Johnny's and Joe's, you know. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You want to coax them to be special. And, you know, there's each coach is going to do that in a different way. But, you know, I always talk things. I always frame things as this is what an average person does. And this is what somebody does who really wants to be special. And, you know, your, your kids who really want that, they're going to buy into that. Um, all right, right. Before I was interrupted, I was going to tell you some of my expectations. Oh yeah. That, sorry about that. That, that kind of builds into this. Yep. You know, I, I wanted our team GPA to be, uh, 3.0, which is not, you know, that's not out of realm, but when you average everybody's GPA together, I basically wanted our, our whole team to be getting A's and B's on average. I feel like that's reasonable to expect. And, you know, I got a lot of pushback when I, I was able to start the program I was at in Atlanta. And so I was able to institute some of these things and not have to overcome what, what somebody else has done. But I, I've done this in all sorts of different situations. And I made that competitive. So I split the team up in half. Um, 
and we competed for our GPA each semester. And like after first semester, whichever team had the best GPA, they got a steak dinner at my house and the losers had to serve them dinner and they got hot dogs. And it was just a good natured way of having a Christmas party saying that grades are important and everything matters and you can't be a dedicated person in one area of your life but be a slob in another area of your right. life everything matters and so we did our gpa that way and in my my three years that we won the state championship um i don't think it's a coincidence but every one of those years i had a team gpa of 3.5 <laughs> uh, that means almost everybody was making a's all a's, a's. Yeah. and you know i know that's rare and when i share that with people they i i have the documents to prove it but right. you know, people don't think that that's possible but my point is you may not be able to to do exactly that but people want to be held to high expectations i really believe that and so part of what i would cover in my parent meeting is those expectations you know they could have no behavior violations or I think I allowed one. They could have one behavior violation because everybody can mess up, but I don't, yep. if they had another, you know, then there were consequences for that. And they had to attend out of the entire summer. I think I had that they had to attend uh, 30 um, off season workouts. So that was from the time our season ended until school started again. So that's really the end of spring and end of the summer because I want them to be a kid. I want them to be able to play football or whatever their other sport was. But I did then want, I did want them to come in and get skill work with me because I felt like that was important too. And so what I said, is, if, if any kid does that, then he can be on our varsity team. And so I had kids every year who were on our varsity team who weren't very good. But if you have a kid that meets the academic criteria, they make all the workouts and stuff like that. And you're at the high school level, I think that's the type of kid that you can change their life. And I think that's the type of kid that, that you want representing your school. And if we're in this to change lives and not just win championships, I think that that's, that's something that, that you can consider. And they know that they're not going to play. That's part of the whole deal. They know that they're not going to play a lot. But right. if a kid is willing to do all that kind of stuff and, I, and they're in my pressing system, I can count on that kid to go in there for a little while and press yep. and be able to, you know, to have a good high school. And give me experience. some, give me some, give me some minutes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, the next thing of program building is I think be strong and be able to handle criticism. Nobody likes it, but you know, like Dabo said this year, you know, only listen to criticism from people that you would take advice from. If you wouldn't take advice from them, then then right. don't worry. Don't worry about what their criticism is. And that initially, that's easier said than done. But the longer you coach, the longer you realize in life, if you're doing something worthwhile, you're going to have critics. And if you want to be popular, sell ice cream. And if <laughs> I know. I love that quote. I love that quote. It's like if you're the losing team in your conference, everyone's going to love losing coach right. in your team. Everyone's going to love you. Yeah. Like, you I don't want to be yeah. yeah. You get the sportsmanship trophy every yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, be able to handle criticism. And some of it is going to be uh, viable. Most of it's not. I would say probably 80 or 90% of it is not, is not valid but there is going to be 10, 15% of criticism that can really help you if you're, if you're wise enough to take it. 
and at, at least check to see if the person criticizing has a point. Right. Um, I want input. I just got a bit. You, as you get older, you learn to cipher better, I think. Right. Uh, I do. I do. It's like, I yeah. Um, next, I think you, what does your program stand for? What is your identity? I think if you were to ask somebody in your league what your school's reputation is, you know, I think they need somebody in your league would be able to say that, right? Yes. Maybe it's, man, they crumble under pressure. Man, they're really good at, at, at their baseline, out-of-bounds plays. They're really good at special situations. You know, if it's just about wins and losses, you don't have a program. You have a team. Um, when, and, and so I think most of us want to have a program. We don't want this to be a transactional arrangement. We want it to be a, a transformational experience. And if you want to be a transformational coach, you're, you're going to want your program to stand for something bigger than putting a leather ball through an iron hoop. You're going to – you want your guys to be able to, to use basketball as a way to teach life lessons because uh, Morgan Wooten used to always say um, – what makes life work makes basketball work and what makes basketball work makes life work. And if you think about it, you know, being unselfish, being able to accept criticism, being teachable, all those kind of things that make you a better person in life, make you a better basketball player too. And so we need to be able to answer the question, how do opponents describe your program? And that really is a good place to start when you're coming up with your philosophy or what you want your program to be like, you know, it, if you answer that honestly, you know, most of us, the first time we answer that honestly, we're probably going to be a little bit embarrassed or, or not exactly proud of how opponents would describe our program and just use that as motivation. If you don't like where your program's at, then um, like I have here, have a vision of what you'd like it to look like a couple years down the road and then Find a coach who has that. That's the kind of coaches that I seek right now. If they do something in their program, I don't care if it's, an, if it's a region opponent of mine, if they do something that I like, I find out how they're able to do that, and I try to adopt it. I'm not going to be so proud that I don't do something that's good for my team just because somebody in my region does it. I, I want to be the best too. And so right. um, be humble and look for people – that will help you with that vision and, and get where you want to be. And, you know, Doug Novak has been that for me. Um, I can give a couple people, you know, I don't know how much audience would know about Morgan Wooten now, but he just passed away um, in January and uh, we're at the beginning of February, actually uh, first high school coach to be in the hall of fame and started the program there at DeMatha. And I used to work his camps and, bother him at his practices and you know I knew that you know I'm a man of faith and so I knew that my program wanted to include something about faith something about family and something about fundamentals and so those you know those were the f words in my program uh, right. when I started and then I my philosophy has has gone from that but you know your first year whether you're the first coach there or you're taking over a program um only in that first year do you have the ability to set the tone and know what you want the program to stand for in your first year. And it's and hard. You, and from yeah. when I took over my program, I was the only applicant. And it was like, I had to go in and these what I these were my standards. These were my pillars. And it was like, people were looking at me like I was from Mars. But I, right. I knew I'd never get that first year back. Like, That's exactly right. Yeah. 
set that tone on day one and, and say what will be acceptable from your kids and what your expectations are. And that doesn't mean going in with a bunch of rules, but if you just frame it as, I, I, I see this potential in you and I'm gonna hold you to your highest potential. And you, know, you don't wanna disappoint me and do anything you know, less than what, you're, than what you're able to do. Right. Um, and then have a plan, have a year round program uh, coax them to want to be something special, you know, in your, in your questionnaire that we talked about earlier that you sent me, you know, you, you were asking one of the things that was different now than before. And, right. you know, in my era, it was mostly about sports and there wasn't, of course, it wasn't the internet era and it wasn't um, so much with video games and stuff like that. And I don't think any of those things are wrong, but I do think it's it's more important than ever to show people how to prioritize. And I think you can do everything that you want to do if you have a plan and you prioritize that. And that includes, you know, going out with your girlfriend, even playing other sports, you know, video games, whatever it is. It just it just can't take up. You're not gonna if you want to be good at basketball, then you know, like Nick Saban says, it takes what it takes. And right. you just got to, you've got to do, you've got to put the work in. And do you look for multi-sport athletes? Um, I do, but I will say that it doesn't, it's not just multi-sport. You know, I like, if I know the football program that they played for and I respect that coach, I like the fact that they've played football because, you know, living in Atlanta, I always had, a bunch of football players that I was coaching. Right. And there's just a, there's just a toughness that I get from people who either wrestled or play football. And, you know, I've had a lot of guys who, who run track. Right. And at the college level, the two sport athletes that have been able to work out is doing track right after basketball and then doing the spring season of golf. And, you know, I want them to be able to do that. I don't think, I don't think basketball should ever be the most important thing in your life. And I think it does have its place and you do need to stay with it. But I do think that there's, you know, there's so much that I know now about mental health that I didn't know 10 years ago. And I think it's just mentally healthy for kids to do different things. Right. And I think as you get, I always tell, especially the, if the, the youth coaches that listen to this before you're 13 years old or 12 years old, you should play as many sports as you can for injury prevention, for motor skill, for all sorts of reasons. That's my opinion. Um, studies have proven that. But anyway, um, I like the competitiveness. I like the, I like the competitiveness that comes with multi-sport athletes. Um, you know, it's, it's about and balance. the thing is, yeah, you, you have to have – everybody has to have a good relationship with their, with their fellow coaches because all of us – all of us are fighting for the best athletes sometimes. And, you know, I was in a situation in Georgia where football, you know, if you're in the state championship, but sometimes we were football can go all the way. It's the weekend before Christmas, you know, and that's, that's half your season. And so you don't want to be in a position where you're hoping your football team gets knocked out in the first, right. first round of playoffs. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy, but, you've got to run your program too. And so, 
you know, I, I just talked to a group from Texas today and they were asking me how to handle that. And you've, you really got to get a core group of guys who do play a lot of basketball. I don't think there's any way around that. No, but, I agree. I mean, yeah. you, you can have, you can have like, I can, I, in my successful teams, I've had basketball players that play other sports. And then I've had other guys that they were football players that played basketball. Shoot, two or three of them are playing in the NFL. That's yeah. that works. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you subscribe. Um, and we would really appreciate that. Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen, five those five star reviews mean a ton to us. Uh, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.